This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Ground and pound. Rear naked jokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't Welcome back, suckers. Host here, Jeremy Brand, back for another awesome edition of Sucker Radio. As always on MMASucker.com and LastWordOnSports.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome episode for you this week. Only one guest live with me on the show. She is Jamie Harrington. You might not know the name, but she was at International Fight Week last week, and she brought home... The IMMAF, International Mixed Martial Arts Federation, 145-pound women's title back home to Fort St. John, British Columbia. Congratulations to her. We'll be chatting to her about that in just a little bit. I'm also going to play interviews from <clears throat> sorry, Arjun Bular, who is a former Olympic wrestler, and Brendan Kornberger, who has fought for World Series of Fighting, Five Star Fight League, and he will make his Battlefield Fight League debut. Both these guys are fighting on Battlefield Fight League 37, which goes down next Saturday night. And I'm going to be playing some interviews with them a little bit later on with the show. So it's an all-Canadian edition of Sucker Radio this week. Before we get to our first guest, however, fans were treated to some doozy mixed martial arts action this past week. We had not one, not two, not even three, but four events go down. Last Thursday night, we had Invicta. Christian Cyborg Justino destroyed Faith Van Duen in the very first round, very, very early on, to retain her championship. There were a couple other titles on the line, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about UFC 189. This thing was all about Conor McGregor, and guess what? He proved that he is the man at the top of the 145-pound division, without Jose Aldo there right now, of course. The guy won the interim title, TKOing Chad Mendes like he said he would do in the second round, with just three seconds left on the clock. Some people were saying that... uh they should have let the round end and see how it would have progressed, but uh, the damage was done, and Conor McGregor took home the title. After uh, not being beaten down by Chad Mendez, but Mendez was able to take him down. He was able to land some short elbows, but Conor McGregor did what he did and got back up to his feet and threw some punches and kicks and did what he does best, knocking Chad Mendez out. In the co-main event, we had what could be the fight of the century between Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald. This one was a bloodbath with both men dripping all over the cage and Robbie Lawler retaining his belt with a fifth round TKO. It was going either way up until that point. In fact, many people on Twitter had Rory McDonald up three rounds to one before Robbie Lawler finished him. It was a great fight. If you haven't seen UFC 189 yet, I don't know what your problem is, but I highly suggest checking it out. 
Don't want to talk anything else about that. On Sunday, we had the Ultimate Fighter 21 finale in the main event of that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the main event of that one, we had... Holy crap. Stephen Thompson with a spinning hook kick finishing Jake Ellenberger in round one. What has happened to Jake Ellenberger? My goodness. Stephen Thompson... This was a knockout of all knockouts. It was pretty crazy. Kamaru Usman defeats Hader Hassan to win the Tough 21 Championship via arm triangle in the second round. Congratulations to the Black Zillion Camp for bringing home the gold. Also on that card, George Masvidal defeated Cesar Fajaya. Yes, in a welterweight action, Masvidal moved up in weight from his normal 155 pounds, put on a show, knocking out Fajaya in the very first round. Michelle Waterson made her UFC debut, starching Angela Magana, um, submitting her via rear naked choke in the third round, but it was all Waterson in this bout. She was looking tremendous. Now, on Wednesday night, we had a special UFC Fight Night event, UFC Fight Night 71. In the main event, it was the heavyweights. Frank Mir and Todd Duffy were swinging for the fences in this one with Mir landing the devastating knockout punch, which looked to make Todd Duffy die inside the cage. He went face down, face first, hitting the canvas. He looked like he was dead. At just 1 minute and 13 seconds of the first round. Congratulations to Frank Mir. He's moving forward. Over at MMASucka.com, we did a What's Next piece. Tanner Russ did that, and he believes Frank Mir should face Ben Rothwell next. Let us know who you think Frank Mir should fight next. In the co-main event, lightweight Tony Ferguson showed that he definitely has what it takes to fight against top lightweight contenders by defeating Josh Thompson via unanimous decision. Holly Holm made her second appearance inside the octagon against Marion Renault. She did not finish her. She earned a unanimous decision, though, and uh, stepped one step closer to that 135-pound women's title shot. I think she needs a few more uh, outings against top contenders, top 10, to prove what she has. There were a couple Canadians on this card, welterweight, um, Matt Dwyer, Returned to the Octagon in the debut fight of the Fox Sports 1 main card against Alan Joban. Both these guys are really, really uh, good friends of Sucker Radio and MMASucker.com, so we didn't want either of them to lose. It was a great fight. Dwyer looked to push the pace in the first round. Um, Joban landed an illegal knee, taking a point away. So in our eyes, we saw this one a 10-8 round for Dwyer. Joban won the next two rounds. A lot of people thought it should have been a draw, but the judges did not see it that way. They saw the first round 9-9 and Joban winning the next two, earning him the unanimous decision. However, that didn't matter. Both these guys took home $50,000 for fight of the night. Sarah Morris, who we had on the show last week, returned to the Octagon after over a year hiatus, and she put on a hell of a show against Jessica Andrade. Andrade took home the unanimous decision, beating Morris down to a pulp, actually. Her face was bloodied all over the place, but with just about 15 seconds left in the fight, she snagged up a very, very tight rear naked choke. However, the bell saved Andrade. 
props to Sarah Morris for pushing herself through this one despite being bloodied all over the octagon. And props to Jessica Andrade for doing what she did. That's it for last week and International Fight Week. But this weekend, we have some more fights among us as well. Bellator 140, Legacy FC, and One Championship 29 all go down on Friday in North America. Saturday morning, we have UFC Fight Night 72 on Fight Pass, which features Michael Bisping versus Tally's latest in the main event. That goes down in the morning, so they're calling it UFC Fight Morning Bisping versus Latis. And also on Fight Pass, Titan FC 34, Healy versus Edwards goes down this Saturday night. This is the first time Fight Pass is streaming Titan FC, and we are extremely excited that these guys are over there. So without further ado, let me get right into my first interview with Jamie Harrington. She is the IMMAF 145-pound female champion right after this. Anna Morale has not lost in almost a decade. The highly anticipated championship rematch. Oh, TJ Dillashaw is the new champion. Dillashaw battles Morale in the World Bantamweight Championship on Fox. Hennon's Morale desperately wants revenge. It's the rematch everyone's been waiting for. He wants that belt back badly. UFC Fight Night, live. July 25th, free on Fox. On the line now is the first ever IMMAF featherweight female champion, and she is Canadian. Miss Jamie Harrington joins the show. Jamie, thanks for joining me. Anytime. <laughs> now, that's a, a pretty big... Um, claim to have on your status on your record the very first female champion in the international mixed martial arts federation how does that feel uh very very exciting i'm glad to be a part of the tournament <laughs> for sure now take us back how you're, you're from fort st john um, which is a small town in british columbia if you listeners don't know that it's it's a pretty tiny town up north in bc um how does a small town girl get into the sport of mixed martial arts? Uh, well, I originally come from the, the big city of Toronto and moving out to uh, northern BC to work along with everybody else. Um, I had to leave uh, my sport of wrestling of 15 years and the closest thing to me uh, as far as combat sport is MMA. So uh, I found Five Star and came to a couple of classes and never turned back. <laughs> So you got some amateur experience in Fort St. John or, or under the five-star fight league banner. Um, how, how did those fights turn out? And, and what was your general census on things going in there initially? Like going into the tournament? No, not into the tournament, just in, in your first few mixed martial arts fights in general. Um, going into the first couple of them, uh, I solely based my my background and dominance uh, with wrestling. Uh, I am pretty new to the MMA world. I've only been doing it for just a little over a year. And uh, it's definitely been an adventure of a lifetime and learning the different backgrounds of mixed martial arts along with wrestling. Uh, it's it's something huge that I've taken on and uh, every day you learn something new and I've, I've always enjoyed it. So, 
Now talk us through the process. You, the, it, it was a tryout-based um, thing to get on to Team Canada. How did that whole process work for, for the females that made the team and uh, also the men that made the team? What, what was the whole process like? Um, well, the tournament was held in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta at the end of May. And um, for any mixed martial arts uh, fighters out there, they know that uh, hosting fights, it, we take the time and preparation to study that, that one opponent and um, learn their background and get in our extra practices. And uh, going into the Nationals was a little bit of a different environment, knowing that you could fight up to two or three times in one day and not have any idea who you're fighting or where they come from or uh, what their rankings are. And uh, it's definitely a little bit more stressful, but... Uh, way more exciting if you were successful at it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, now the tryouts you said in Lethbridge, Alberta, um, you had to win to make it onto the team, correct? Yes. And first place, sorry, what, go, ahead. go on. What was that? The first place had, uh, were the ones that received a full ride, pretty much the world championships. And you had a pretty good team behind you. Um, a couple of you won gold team Canada, Coaching-wise, you had some of uh, the veteran coaches from Mixed Martial Arts as well as guys like Cajun Johnson um, in your corner and whatnot. What was that whole experience like? Um, to have other MMA fighters who, who have made it to an elite level uh, standing, in, standing in our corner was uh, definitely an asset to us fighting and um it was different to work with different coaches other than the ones that we've been training with for months on end. And, uh, it, was, it definitely helped. I think, um, it helped going to the world and, and competing at that tournament with a fellow teammate, um, Dylan. He's also from Fort St. John and, uh, just having his company and, and friendship around, uh, really kept a positive attitude for everybody there. And, and we all successfully competed really well, I think. Now you said that having these these other mixed martial artists help you train and whatnot, it, it, it led to success and and helped you out a little bit more than than just training at home in Fort St. John. Is that something that you want to pursue in the future? Is sort of cross train with other gyms, not just uh, in Canada but around the world? Oh, absolutely. There's there's so many uh, there's so many things that you can learn from your own gym on a day to day basis, and there are things that other coaches don't know about and uh, can help you relate to doing different uh, different moves and, and learning how to do different combinations and um, like not one coach knows everything so it's it's nice to be able to travel to different places and uh, have out have the opportunities of meeting new people and, and getting different perspectives from different coaches and getting the information that helps you push forward as an athlete do you have any gyms in mind uh, I'd like to go and train at TriStar, where Caden Johnson is in in Montreal. Nice, that 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 would be awesome. Uh, now you made the trip down to Vegas, uh, International Fight Week. It was definitely a crazy one. It was busy. Um, you guys had the spotlight for the middle of the week there, uh, leading up to the big UFC 189 event. Uh, you had to fight numerous bouts to get to the finals. Just talk us through the progression of uh, your fights leading up to the finals throughout the week. Um, I had three fights throughout the week, and um, 
uh, luckily they we had an opportunity that they posted who was going to be in the tournament. So I had a little bit of time and help from fellow teammates to do my research on as far as rankings and background and um, assets of the other fighters who were going to be competing. And um, I had Sweden first, and she is a very similar fighter to I was. Uh, both wrestling backgrounds and uh, a lot of ground. And uh, it was really nerve-wracking going in and competing against people who I knew were equally or better than I was. And um, it gave me an adrenaline rush to go, like, I'm not going to go to Vegas to get my butt kicked. And and, uh, it turned out really good for me. Um, There were really strong competitors, my last fight was uh, against a girl named Sydney Cavanaugh, and she's uh, a teammate of Conor McGregor. And uh, as far as I know, she was a five-time world national boxer. Wow. So def- <laughs> yeah, I definitely had my nerves up, and I was uh, had to change my change my uh, strategy a little bit and depend more more so on my wrestling just so I didn't get hit. <laughs> But you but ended up was, winning uh, by TKO, uh, which is amazing, which is really good on your part because, yeah, obviously the wrestling led to you being able to to land those big punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. She was a great athlete at the end of it, and she was a really good sportsman. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was an awesome opportunity to fight her and knowing that uh, she's been a prospect for to going into UFC too, so... To compete at that level, it's, it's it's a new level of excitement for me. <laughs> Did you find the sportsmanship and, and whatnot down there was was beyond um, great? Like, I mean, were there any guys that, that weren't showing good sportsmanship when they lost these fights? Um, it's very rare to see unsportsmanlike for, for amateur sports. I've never seen a bad attitude when it comes to winning and losing, especially in MMA. Um, you know, everybody was everybody was really helpful. Like you'd help your teammate up off the ground at the end of the round, or you'd shake hands every round, and and you went off out of the cage with a smile on your face. And if you won or lose, like you had the opportunity to come to a world championship and do your best. And I think everybody just came here for the experience, and some won, some lost, but I think everybody had fun. Now, another one of your uh, teammates on Team Canada, Saeed Mirzai, he took home gold as well. I was actually quite shocked because. He's not normally a 205-pounder when he fights up here at Battlefield Fight League and whatnot. He He's fought at lightweight, 170 pounds. He did quite well himself, eh? Yeah, he's. Uh, I learned afterwards that he actually fights at a quite a smaller weight class. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, as far as I know, he's a, he's a solely wrestler background as well, and uh, he did very well for his size. He, he was a smaller guy in his weight class, but... Uh, definitely a strong guy for sure. Is is 145 pounds the weight class that that you want to stay at, or was this just something that that because it was a tournament and you had numerous fights at during the same week, something that made you uh, stay in this weight class? Um, the the aim goal that uh, if I if I were to ever make UFC is going to be 135. Um, for this tournament, the opportunity to have to go to 145 uh, was more convenient just because we had to stay on weight for a numerous amount of days. And 
I by no means walk at 145 or anywhere close. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was. It, I think it was a better choice for me to move up in weight class. Um, there were less girls in the weight class competing, but uh, but strong ones at that. So, were weigh-ins the day before? Uh, we weighed in every day. Okay. You had to, yeah, you had to weigh in at zero percent of your body weight on the first day, and the second day on until the finals, you had up to four uh, percent uh, allowance of your body weight. Fair enough. Now I saw, being that it was International Fight Week, you uh, you guys caught up with some cool and very famous mixed martial artists. One of them being Misha Tate. Who is the coolest fighter that you met during the week? Um. Next to Misha Tate would have been the UFC 115 champ, Joanna. And I can't say her last name. I know that on her campus, but that one. <laughs> that one, yeah. So, She's quite the character, eh? They are. They're very tiny. They're a lot. I thought they would, either one of them would have been a lot taller, but they're actually quite the cute women. <laughs> now, what what what's next for Jamie Harrington? You're obviously back home now. Uh, are you back in the gym already? Um, I am back at CrossFit for now. I'm going to take a little bit of time off from my kickboxing for the next couple of weeks. But, uh, I think back to work and back to reality is the best thing for me right now. And, um, five stars hosting a show on October 9th, uh, this year. And we're looking at either a title fight for me or a, a, a pro debut. It's still up in the air though. So. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know your management team or, or your team behind you obviously wants to sort of t- grow you and, and make you move forward naturally, not push you forward too far, sort of protect you a little bit um, from yeah. making the wrong moves and uh, obviously staying with Five Star and, uh, and fighting under their banner might be the smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I don't want to jump to... Uh, from zero to a hundred and go pro and, and just fly at her half-assed. Uh, I know my, even myself that I, I need a lot of, uh, more developing in my, uh, boxing and standup game. And, um, with five star behind me, um, they're going to help me allow like to advance in those areas before I make that choice. Uh, just because the strategy and the whole world of it is completely different than amateur and, the rules are different and I don't want to go in and completely destroy myself after excelling in, in the amateur league. I, I find it funny that you say you need your, your stand-up and your boxing to improve when you won this tournament via TKO. Yeah, she was stuck underneath me in a, in a wrestling pin position and uh, was punched in the face over and over and, and until it was stopped. So October is, is the next fight. What's, what's the plan? Obviously that's the plan for 2015 is, uh, fighting in, uh, under the five-star fight league banner, um, possibly for a title. What, what, what's your hope and your overall goal for the following calendar year? Like, would you like to turn pro once you win a title? Is that the overall goal? Uh, I think, yeah, after, um, Hopefully, if it is a title fight this October, that uh, I can win a title belt for five star and and have the name of it. And and uh, after spend a couple more months in the the developing stage for uh, my preparation to go pro. But um, within the next year, I'd like to go pro and 
compete against higher uh, athletes and get into the world more. And I'm in, really enjoying it. So. And once you turn pro, you'll 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 debut at 135, correct? Yes. She is Jamie Harrington. She's from Five Star in Fort St. John at the moment. Uh, she would like to train at TriStar from the sounds of it. She holds the Featherweight Female Championship from the IMMAF tournament this past week in Las Vegas International Fight Week. Congratulations on that, Jamie. Thank you very much for joining me. And just let our fans and listeners know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe and anything else you got going on. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's under Jamie Harrington on Facebook or uh, um, on Twitter. It's Believe in Chance. Um, biggest difference, it's easier on my body. Um, the wrestling's a lot harder on your body um, than MMA is. The striking kind of allows me to loosen up and, um, and that type of thing. I was just so compressed all the time from the impact from wrestling all those years. Um, so that, that's, that's a bigger thing. Um, aside from that, I mean, it's the same grind. I'm, I'm, I'm working out the same type of schedule, 365, 24-7, um, full-time, just like I did before uh, the Olympics and like I've done my whole life. Um, so I don't do camps and that type of stuff, same type of, same type of training. Um, and then the skill set, obviously. Um, I have other areas, that, and that's the fun part of it, actually. One of the reasons I, I got into this I kind of got stale doing the same training I've been doing since I was a kid. Um, and I, I kind of wish that I did a little bit of this as cross-training just, just for fun. It's still good, you know. Um, but just, um, you know, different skill sets I have to work on. So um, kind of that part is, is fun and, and different. Wanna, uh, for, for you to excel at the highest level, you have to be fully dedicated at that. It's like me doing this and going to shoot hoops or something. You know what I mean? Uh, playing with a basketball team, that's not going to happen. Might do for fun here and there, like I was saying maybe a little bit of cross-training, um, that type of thing. But, um, you know, there's a reason this is my full-time gig because I plan on being the best in the world. I'm fully invested, fully dedicated to this. Um, and that's the only way to do it if you want to get to the top. We couldn't get a, an opponent. Um, that's why we had went amateur. We were looking for pro and it just wouldn't happen. Months went by, so then we just took that. Um, which wasn't bad because I got my uh, cage time. I wasn't allowed to pound the guy out, which was good. Um, actually, in hindsight, it, it gave me more cage time which is what we need at this point, and that's what we're trying to do now. It's trying to get the, fight, uh, the, the fights and, and the cage time experience under my belt. I've been working my tail off here trying to get better, um, but it's one thing doing in training, it's another doing in a competition, and that's what I crave is to compete in, in, uh, under the lights in front of crowds. So, Yeah, um, you know, yes, I was happy. Was I satisfied? No, I'm never satisfied until I have the perfect fight, and I don't think there can ever really be a perfect fight. There's always a better angle you could take, a better sh shot you can, uh, you know, create, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm always striving for that. But was I happy with it? Obviously, we got the W. That's number one what counts. Number two, we executed the game plan exactly how we were supposed to. Um, and I felt comfortable. Um, it kind of went according to plan, to be quite honest. Um, I will give him credit. He was, he was, uh, he was tough. He hung in there for three. Um, you know, um, so I, I, you know, I'll give him the credit. He, I mean, he, he took the fight. He was tough. Um, we were confident going into it. Everyone, on, uh, you know, a part of Team Bowler, my team, uh, Ryan's MMA, um, Checkmat, all of us, uh, we were confident. Um, so I went according to plan. I was excited, but there's always things to work on. Couldn't get a fight. Again? Yeah, couldn't get a fight. Um, 
So, you know, I let, I let my coach Adam and, and, and Jay or whoever else the promoters work fights out. All I do is train and, and, and get ready and improve my craft. I can't get involved with too much, um, but we couldn't get a scrap. Um, so basically, that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing uh, June uh, hard knocks. You know, um, hopefully everything goes well and I'm healthy and, and end of July BFL, so I, I still get two, uh, two within a month there. Um, well, I know he's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's been to ADCCs a couple of times. He's out of Toronto. Um, it's his pro debut. He's 3-0 an amateur. Um, so that's kind of, kind of what he's about. Um, I haven't really studied him much. He's a southpaw that, uh, that, that we did see. Um, I don't really study my opponents too much. I look at their tendencies, then I get to work on myself and make sure I'm on point. Um, and, uh, you know, to be quite honest, I, I want to let my striking go. I'm the game plan, yeah, I always have the wrestling, but if I just keep relying on that at this level, I get to the highest level, my striking won't be developed. So I want to let my striking go. I've been working on it a lot with the John C. boys um, and that type of stuff, and I've been traveling a lot, um, getting that in, and I want to showcase that. Um, with Adam, I wasn't given that opportunity. Um, he calls the distance pretty quick, so I just did what I had to in that distance. If we kept range, that type of stuff, I would open up a little more. Um, hopefully, this one, we're, we're able to dictate the range a little more. But um, again, we're not forcing nothing. Uh, we get into closer range, I'll take him down. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from anything. Whatever comes, we'll take. Nothing wrong with being known as a wrestler. That's, that's, that's who I am. I'm a wrestler to the day I die. Um, but I am competing in this sport, and I'd like to showcase a, a true skill set. Um, nothing wrong with being known as a wrestler. Um, I'll take that uh, with pride. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I look. I study the best in the game. You know, what what, what is their game? What are some holes I see? How can I beat them? Um, how can I get to be like them? I, I pick and choose all these things. Um, you know, to be honest, it's I'm not one of those guys that's going to be protecting my record or this and that. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it for um, to keep an uh, undefeated record. I'm doing it to be the best in the world. Um, and at the end of the day, you can pad your record and, and try to get into bigger shows and this and that. Um, we're, we're, we're getting our record up and getting the experience. Once we're set and we have that under our belt, I'm open for anybody. At the end of the day, it's not what you've accomplished, it's who you've, who you've conquered that counts, right? Um, and I want to have a, a table full of heads by the end of my career. Um, as I did in wrestling, I had a resume. These are the guys I beat. The championships were great, and that's for casual friends, but for the guys that know what's up, you want to have a resume, and these are the guys I knocked off in my life. Um, and I want to add to that list, um, and that's what we're going to be shooting for once we kind of get comfortable. Remainder 2015, basically, um, do June, do July. Uh, maybe you get one, maybe two more before the end of the year there. Um, and, you know, get, set myself up to take a next step after that. We want to want to bring in uh, big-name guys after that in 2016. I've talked to the promoters um, and set myself up for uh, the big show. That's that's the goal for 2016. Um, you know what, Kids Play, uh, I'm a co-founder of. It's a great organization. Uh, myself and a guy named Cal Desange, who's uh, with the, a VPD, uh, we kind of sat or got together one day and um you know he's very active in the community as am i i'm, I'm involved with various other uh you know organizations and, and that sort of thing um and you know he, he he's a law enforcement guy and he's trying to help you st stay away from the negative aspects of uh, of the law and 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 and, and, and uh, the community and that type of stuff and i'm involved with sports so we thought why not join them both 
Keep them away from the negative influences, put them into sports, you know, promote sport, that type of stuff. So we joined forces, uh, created Kids Play, which is exactly that. We put on various seminars and tournaments and clinics um, for kids throughout the year in various sports, uh, wrestling, field hockey, soccer, basketball, you name it. Um, we do it throughout the year. Um, and basically, um, you know, it's to promote kids to stay away from the negative aspects in, the, in, in our culture and uh, that's out there and get into sport. Because uh, you know what, sports given me uh, a tremendous amount in my life, allowed me to experience what I have. Um, these guys that do that kind of stuff, you know, it, it's you think you're tough, you think you're a real man. You step inside a into a cage, you step on a wrestling mat, you know, you earn your keep. You know, that's what I think. Uh, um, what a true true person is about. Um, you put in the work, you earn it um, the right way. It's always easy to take shortcuts and do things. Um, the the not so right way, that's always there. That's an every aspect of life. Um, so we're hoping these kids kind of see the positives of staying on the right path and um, we can change some lives. No, I don't think it did. I think uh, all it did was like go back to videotape and I learned from it. Uh, he was quite good, quite fast and knew exactly what we wanted to do and he just kept going back to the well. He didn't damage me at all. And um, you know, all I've done since then is work on my wrestling a lot more. And hopefully next time I run up against a guy like that, I'll have more time to prep for it and I'll be ready to go. I had a fight canceled. I was supposed to fight Matt Baker, five-star fight league for my middleweight strap. And uh, he had a concussion, so that, that fight didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit, but I think what Jay is looking at is that it's, it just makes sense for the two of us to fight each other right now. Given that we're both local guys, we're both kind of up and comers, so it's like a good test for both of us to go out there and see what we can do against what I think is the top guys in the division in 185. So I'm really excited to, to get out there and do it. Well, he's super good, don't get me wrong. He's got a lot of good skills. He's good at pretty much everywhere. Um, and he's super tough and durable, obviously, with David Perron's last fight. He knocked him uh, around a little bit, and he was, he was durable. He was able to, to weather the storm and finish the fight. So the guy is a finisher. You know, he finishes all his fights with rear naked choke. So I'm definitely aware of that. But he definitely does have a little bit of holes that I think I, I can exploit. And uh, come Jan July, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Right now we got Micah right over there, and he's about the exact same height. And I've also trained with Matt Dwyer up in Kelowna, and he's six foot four. So, yeah, that, that's all. That's all good. And it'll be a little bit of a uh, feeling out process at the beginning, but I'm sure I'll, I'll figure it out. You know what, man? To be totally honest with you, I'm looking at this fight right now, and then after that, it's going to be whatever fight makes sense. Because um, I'm looking to build myself up and move on to bigger and better things, obviously. And uh, both Jay and Justin from Five Star have. Uh, uh, embrace that and so whoever brings me the fight that is um, uh, the, the most beneficial to me advancing then that's gonna be the one we're gonna take uh, it's hard to say I think James is the best guy there for me right now especially with Perron training here now and also moving down to 170 there's just, I don't really know how many guys else there are to to compete against if you know anybody let us know right but um, I, I think bringing somebody in or going and fighting somebody else would be the way to go couple more wins with finishes so I think is all it'll take I think if they actually look at the tape of my World Series loss they'll kind of understand that I was there to actually try and win a fight rather than outpoint a guy um, and then you look if I get a couple more finishes I'll have what is that seven wins and six of them will have been via decision via, via finish so I think that's what they're looking for guys that finish fights not just try to eke out a decision and get a win thank you so much to Jamie Harrington the IMMAF women's 145 pound champion for joining sucker radio this week she was my lone live guest but thanks to brendan kornberger and arjun bular 
for stopping by and uh, throwing up their little interviews that we had from a few weeks back. Those were the video interviews that we did on the Sucka YouTube page. So you can check out the video interviews of those along with some of their training session over at MMA Sucka's YouTube page. Uh, but those are their interviews for this next weekend's July 25th Battlefield Fight League 37 event, which goes down at the Hard Rock Casino. I'll talk about that event a little bit more next week, but I wanted to drop those guys' uh, interviews just so you got a little tidbit and sneak peek of uh, what's going on with them and what they have coming up at Battlefield Fight League 37. So as always, check out MMA Sucker on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash MMA Sucker. Like us on there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at MMA Sucker. Myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. And uh, that's about the only places that you can check us out. As I said, we have YouTube as well. And we're starting to push out the goods on our YouTube page. We got a new camera. We got a new shotgun mic. And we're pushing out the goods. This past weekend, we were at ECCW, which is professional wrestling show. And it was it was a blast. They had uh, a ladder match in the main event between a fatal four-way ladder match. And uh, we, we put together a highlight reel on our YouTube page as well as a featured piece with Kenny Lush and Shayna Baszler, one part of the Four Horsewomen. So check that out over on our YouTube page as well. Thank you to my sponsor, Float House. They're located three locations in British Columbia, one, two, actually four locations. I uh, changed things up since the last time I talked about them. Four locations in British Columbia. There's one in Victoria, two in Vancouver, one in Gastown, and one in uh, Kitts. And there's a new one that's open in Surrey. So check out Float House, your sensory deprivation tank needs. This stuff will get you going. It'll uh, it'll get you on top of things. You'll 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 get your mindset clear and uh, concise, and you'll be able to spit out words like none other. As you can tell, I haven't gone for a float today because my words are not clear and concise. If I had, this show would have been flowing a little bit better. So check out floathouse.ca for all your floating needs. Proambelts.com as well for all your championship belt needs. Head on over to proambelts.com. That's it from this side of things. Make sure you come on over to MMASucker.com to check out all our features. We've got some great stories up from this past week's big, big UFC International Fight Week. Uh, fans were treated to three fantastic shows, actually four, including Invicta. So with that, I am out. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show where you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out. <laughs>